Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. I'm Rainy. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How are you, Rainy? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. It feels like I'm going to make a really weird reference. It feels like every day has been a no bones day. I vibe that. <laughs> and if you have no idea what I'm talking about or what we're talking about, then you are not on the right side of TikTok and I'm sorry for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You need uh, to start switching that algorithm up somehow. Yeah. Just search, um, what's well, his name? Oh, noodle? Little Noodle? Noodle. Noodle the pug? Noodle. Uh, I don't know. It's just like a season change for me. It's like not, it's not my vibe. I'm like very tired a lot these days. Totally. It's tired. It's cold. It being dark at six o'clock is like the worst thing in the entire world. Yeah, totally. I like this vacation could not come soon enough for me and us in this household. So, so jelly. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're excited. It's it's just, it's murky. It's murky. Yeah. I want to hibernate. Yeah. I never want to get out of my bed. Mm -hmm. I always want to wear sweaters and I hate being cold. I hate it. (laughs) I have terrible circulation in my feet and in my hands and I'm cold all the time. Yeah. I'm literally like wrapped in a blanket right now. It's rough. Well, we hope everybody's feeling wonderful. This week we have the wonderful Vonnie Lord. This was such a fun conversation. We laughed a lot. We joked a lot. We talked about photography. We talked about film. Mm-hmm. We're a fantastic human. Bonnie's great. Yeah. And if you want to watch the episode and not just listen to it, you can find that video exclusively on our Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Wow. Patreon. What, what an app. What a <laughs> steal of a deal you would get. <laughs> Okay. Thanks. And we'll, uh, let's go. Here we go. Oh, uh, Hey y'all. What's up? It's Bonnie Lord here. Your fave Toronto photographer, or at least I hope I'm your fave. Damn. Um, well, the first thing I want to get into right away is about um, the thing you kind of mentioned to us, which was over the pandemic, were you, before the pandemic, were you on kind of like a role? Were you booking a lot of gigs? Were you? Yeah. So before the pandemic, um, I think I started Lee. Wow, I can't even speak English. Hello. Good morning. This is what, like, I have to sue Benadryl because why am I, what is my brain doing right now? Like, I can't even, like, form a proper sentence. Hello. Um, Before the pandemic, I definitely, like, found myself in a groove, you know? Like, I was getting, like, consistent clients. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, everything happened. And I'm just now in a headspace where, like, as much as I don't want to do this, I always do it where I compare my career now to what I had lined up before the pandemic. And it's just like, oh, like I could have been in like a completely different like space. Yeah. Despite the fact that like, you know, like I have made progress like during the pandemic, you know, like I just did a campaign for for McDonald's, which is pretty sick. But like, you know, like it's hard because there's always those like what ifs. Right. Yeah. And is that progress that you made, because you said you still made it, is it diff- it's probably in a different direction than the progress you were making pre-pandemic, right? Um, yeah, like I'm just like before, I would be able to like rely more on like freelancing to get by. Whereas like right. pandemic happened, I work a day job now, my day job's sick, but like 
you know, it's just like, oh, like I could be spending more time working on my career. Mm -hmm. Oh, and is your day job like a Joe or was it like a pandemic pivot? Um, okay. So right before the pandemic hit, I actually got hired at Nordstrom to do online orders because they were about to launch their .ca site. So it was actually like really good timing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I haven't really experienced the pandemic like everyone else has. Like a lot of Mm. people have been like, oh, I was home for months, da, 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 whatever. Just like, bro, I've been working this entire pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Entire, like, bro, some of the, like, I have to tell people, I'm just like, yo, like some of the things people ordered, like, right when we announced that we were going into lockdown, like, it just blew my mind because I was just like, wow, like, you have this much of a disposable income that especially Nordstrom's right the world yeah. could be ending as we know it yeah. and here you are spending fifteen hundred dollars on skincare products that's the one thing that I will never forget having to like package that order and being like we don't know what's going to happen and here you are just dropping stacks you're like on. my corpse better look amazing when I'm like in like, <laughs> whoa you know so like it's very interesting um I'm not there anymore due to uh a multitude of reasons yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's go with that but right. um yeah i definitely just didn't experience a pandemic the same as everyone else right when i read that in your email i was like oh i haven't even let myself think about that comparison of where my career would be if i if the pandemic didn't happen because it makes me so sad really yeah i just like don't oh. even i just like can't think about it it's like what I think when I fall asleep at night. Oh, wait, oh, I don't fall asleep. You don't sleep. <laughs> wait, I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I can't let myself think about that. And it was like kind of like, a, oh, I haven't thought about it in a while because it's like an awful feeling. Yeah, when did you start feeling that? Like, when did you start thinking about that? Or like letting yourself think about that, I guess. Or you don't. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know. My brain just does its own thing. I'm just here for the ride, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, yo, like I have to tell, like, besides the fact that I'm loopy because of the Benadryl, I'm generally like a pretty checked out person. Mm. Like I, for me, it's just like, yo, like my sole focus is like my career. Right. And, you know, like it doesn't typically bother me except for times where people are just like, oh, like, who inspires you or stuff like that. And it's just like, I actually don't really pay attention to anyone else, not to sound like some like egomaniac or something. I'm just like, so in my head about, okay, how am I doing? Where do I need to be? Am I making the correct moves? Damn, gotta chase this person for an invoice. Mm. What am I eating tonight? Oh, I guess it's instant noodles. Like (laughs) there's so many things about freelancing that like, Bro, I feel like people just have, like, very weird misconceptions about freelancers because, like, they'll see, like, our final result Mm -hmm. or they see, like, companies that, like, we work for and they're, I don't know. I feel like people think that, like, I'm making bank and it's just like, yo, I'm poor as hell. Yeah. I lied. I'm not poor. I'm just pre-rich. You know, just got to (laughs) manifest. I'm pre-rich. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Pre-rich. Hello. So you've never, I mean... You, you don't really deal with the idea of, like, comparison amongst other creatives? Um, not directly, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't really... How do I want to word this? 
sips tea. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> coffee. <laughs> My brain just died for a sec trying to figure out how to word this. That's okay. Um, yeah, I don't like directly compare myself to others and like where they are in their careers. Like right. for me, I mostly like comparing myself to myself and my own expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and great though. I'm, I'm like, I'm my worst critic. I'm like, I'm the hardest on myself than anyone around me will ever be because like, I'm aware of what I'm capable of. And for me, it's like, okay, why am I not operating at that level a hundred percent of the time? But honestly, it's unfair to expect yourself to operate at that level all the time and like pretty unhealthy in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Also that you might be your hardest critic, but the expectations you put on yourself are also going to be the highest. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And so, but I mean, that's hard because you, do you constantly think like next step, next thing, better, oh, faster, harder, stronger? 100%. As we're talking right now, I'm thinking about like, oh, what's my next shoot going to be like mm-hmm. passion project wise? Like, oh, like what's my, ne- I'm always, right, right, right. it's very hard for me to live in the present. I'll definitely admit that because right. I'm always just like, okay, what's next? Right. Right. Like we live in an age where like if you are an artist, whatever medium of art that you're in, there's so much value in being consistent. Mm-hmm. So yes. much value. Totally. And it sucks that like you pretty much have to work your ass off to get to a certain point where you're allowed to be inconsistent. Like, you know, like what Frank Ocean went how long between like dropping his albums or like. <laughs> That's so funny that you just meant I just listened to Channel Orange and like was listening to his new album the other day. Like it's yeah, you're right. He I mean, like it was so long in between those two. Yeah. Albums. Both are wonderful. Yeah. But we still do that comparison thing as fans, mm-hmm. which is unfair to the artist. right? Or like even like seeing like, oh, my God, like. I'm always on Twitter, always. Twitter is probably the most elite social media site, but it is also (laughs) the most toxic. Right. And just seeing the way, like, for example, like Rihanna's fans will constantly pester her for music. And it's just like, y'all, she's at a point where she can do whatever the hell she wants, you know? And I feel like every creative wants to be in that space, Mm -hmm. you know, like not having to feel the pressure of, Oh, I gotta make new work. Oh, I gotta post on socials. Oh, I gotta do this, that, whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because there are artists out there who kind of like changed the game. Like Ariana Grande would just like drop like, or like Taylor Swift would just like drop three albums in a year. And it's like impossible to to like, as an artist, like be like, oh yeah, now I have to drop three albums every year just to stay like relevant or consistent with the times. Mm-hmm. And like same with freelancers, I'm sure. Like you can't, you will overbook yourself and be exhausted and not be like putting out the same high quality amount of work, right? Yeah, totally. I also wonder about like the consistency thing, especially during the pandemic when it was, I found really hard to like be inspired by anything. Yeah. You know, and I find like, I'm still kind of like struggling with listening to you being like, oh, I'm thinking about what my next passion project is. I'm like, oh, what's mine? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I also am like very scared to like, just like step out and like try something because it's, I find it like extremely hard to plan right now mm. because I'm worried that something's going to go wrong mm. in the sense of like, oh, you're, everything's going to get canceled again. 
even though we're in a much different place than we were last fall, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, what if everything shuts down again? Like, w- there's almost like a, like, a what's the point kind See, of. See, there's always a what if. We yes. all have what ifs that we're all dealing with. Right. But it feels like the what ifs of, like, post-pandemic were different than the what ifs of, like, pre-pandemic. Like, 100%. pre-pandemic was like, oh, what if, like, no one comes? Ah, whatever. Yeah. Now I'm like, what if no one, what if just nothing happened? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, we've never experienced, like, something like this. Totally. In our lives where everything had shut down and like everything literally had to come to a halt, right? Totally. Like what was the biggest concern before? Probably, uh, I don't know, like at all. You lose money? I don't know. You lose money or a dancer yeah. like gets injured or yeah. I don't know what it would be for you on your end. Maybe like someone cancels last minute, something like that. No one's, the, someone's not happy with the photos. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> what do you do in those scenarios? What do you do? It's just your reaction. I'm excited. Oh my God. <laughs> also because you shoot on film, right? Yes, and it's okay. expensive. Oh my God, all right, let's just jump right into it, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so I'm definitely the type of person where like, if I shoot for a client and they are genuinely genuinely unhappy with the outcome, I will do a reshoot for free mm. because I feel like, like that's on me. I didn't meet your expectations. However, however, I gotta keep it real with y'all. There are a lot of clients who just have unrealistic expectations. Right. And it's a lot harder when shooting film because, you know, there's been times where like I'm on set and like whosoever will be like, oh, like, can I see the photos? It's like, no, they don't understand what film Yeah, is. let me just open up the back and just expose this whole roll of film so you get absolutely nothing. Cause that's, that's how this works. <laughs> they don't understand like that you're shooting people like, no. people okay so like obviously there's been like a huge resurgence in like film and everyone loves the film look but a lot of people don't understand how it works and, physically yeah, yeah and like you said like it is very expensive as well so like i'll get clients that like email me being like oh hey like i want to do this this and this and i want it on film and it's like okay cool this is going to be the cost of film and the cost of mm-hmm. developing and they would just be like actually can we do digital instead and it's just like i get that and like it's also just been like hard for film shooters because like there's been a shortage on film Mm. and film has just gone up in price yeah and it's just it's wild it's wild why is there a film shortage um well i mean like because of the pandemic there's like a shortage in everything mainly because like supply chain there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had that period of like people not producing stuff and that's mm-hmm. catching up with us as consumers now. Right. Yep. Yeah. And like more recently, the one of the big shipping yards in China had an, a COVID outbreak. So they shut it down for a week. So also nothing was moving out for like a week. And then everything was like kind of like trickles backwards. The oh. ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. And like there was like literal cargo ships just sitting in the sea waiting. When was this? Like a month ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Bro, imagine being on a ship for a week being like, can we can we go on land yet? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> also, like, not a fun ship. Like, a cargo ship's just, like, yeah, full like... of stuff. You're not, like, on it. <laughs> like a cruise. <laughs> oh, really? That's not what they were saying? No. <laughs> I completely misread that situation. <laughs> so, yeah, I could, like, be in the middle of the sea for a week for the time of my life. That's pretty like, dope to me. <laughs> Just a ship full of cargo boxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, have you ever had, so like you reshoot, but you also don't want your name, you don't want to like be known for like reshooting if someone's not happy because then people can take advantage of that, right? I think people know better than to try and take advantage of me of all people. All right. All not right. to sound like aggressive or anything, but yeah. child, do you know, 
hello. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that's how I would feel. Like, I would be, like, nervous that people would eventually, like, take advantage of me because I was, like, constantly reshooting. Or not constantly, but, like, when, like you said, you're that type of person who you want the product, you want the person to be happy with the product, right? Yeah. It's a very rare that I actually do reshoots. Like, I've probably done, like, a handful, if that. Oh, okay. And, like, honestly, like, mo- like, I feel like people don't talk about this a lot, but sometimes you have to tell your client what they actually want. Because they yes. feel like they, they want... Because they can't communicate to you. Because they're not artists or creatives themselves. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And it's just like, sis, no. Like, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> this is what you want. This. Yes. This. And you have to physically, like, show them examples. Because they'll say something to you and they'll be like, I want it to be bright. Well, what does that mean? You know, does that mean, like, bright lights? Does that mean, like... Bright colors. Bright colors. Does that mean, like, fun, excited, happy, like... What oh my god mean? yeah no nobody <laughs> wants that client that makes you do like 10 rounds of edits because it's just like what are you doing like like at that point i feel like clients have to realize like it, it's not even the photographer's fault it's your fault mm, like yes because yeah. the photos are good yeah but some, there's something a miscommunication yeah woof mm. Did you just bark at me? <laughs> oh my client. god! As a freelance client, what is going on here? What did I get myself into? That you was, barking now? That was the, okay, DMX. I was, see you. God damn! That was the Benadryl. <laughs> oh, so now we're all on yeah. Benadryl. Okay. I'd like to say for the record, I have taken no Benadryl, <laughs> sir. <laughs> And this is just copy. People are going to watch this and be like, what kind of off-brand Benadryl are y'all taking? <laughs> and where do I find it? Costco, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kirkland Benadryl? Pardon me? Kirkland? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I read an interview that you did where you talked about... Um, Damn, y'all be Googling me. Are, you, are y'all the police? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, where you but like, about- if you were, would you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't we have to? Yeah. Do police officers have to disclose that? That's what I've learned from TV and what movies. What undercover? Yeah. I thought you have to. So, is this a sting yeah, operation? Yeah, so if we were in a sting operation, I'd just be like, and they're like, is everyone a cop? I'd be like, sorry, two years <laughs> undercover, I am a cop. <laughs> I actually can't confirm or deny that <laughs> statement, but like, mm. it's like the one guy that's in the corner just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I read an interview that you did where you said that you, when it was talking about um, exposure to you, oh, which is an organization that you RIP to exposure. Exposure is not no. a thing anymore at the moment. Um, yeah, we closed down the studio in either August or the begin. I think it was the beginning of September. No. And um, although, like, I recognize that, like, it is a need for the community. Um... <laughs> was it, like, pandemic? Like, it just, like, couldn't be anymore because of the, like, it was the space and everything? Or... <sighs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about, like, a whole bunch of things yeah. that, like, um... <clears throat> Sorry, what is the question? Uh, exposure to you. Yes. It had to shut down in September. Yes. Um, how do I want to word this? Oh my God. That's this okay. is, this isn't time. even the Benadryl this time. This is just <laughs> me blanking. Yeah. Uh, there was just, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. Okay. For any company. And I was just personally at a point where I came to the realization that, like, 
in order for me to take care of the community, I also have to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely one of those where it's just like, hey, like, let's outweigh or like, let's weigh all our pros and cons and see where we go from here. And like, it's just, it's very, very difficult trying to run a not-for-profit specifically for Black folks. You know, like, it's harder for us to get funding. It's just, it's a lot harder. Um, I was definitely, like, down about, like, having to close the studio, but I know it was the best choice to make. Yeah. Can you just briefly explain for people that don't know what Exposure TO was? Because I don't think I ever asked you that. Oh, word. So Exposure Toronto was a not-for-profit that I launched literally in the middle of the pandemic to help amplify and fund black photographers and videographers in the GTA region. Mm -hmm. So um, I took to Twitter and I was just like, hey, like to any photogs that follow me, like what are some things that you feel like you need in order to succeed or excel in your career? And a lot of the responses were the same, like affordable studio space, uh, like Mm -hmm. just okay. Yeah, now the Benadryl kicked in. (laughs) Let me just take a quick sip. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially in like the GTA space is like one of the most expensive things. 100%. That and you like, have to get. For photography, like typically with like studios, like, okay, you rent the studio. There's usually a minimum of how many hours you have to bug. Mm-hmm. Okay. You pay for that. Oh, you want to use the equipment? Got to pay this much. Yep. Just a whole, but like photography itself is, I don't want to say it's inaccessible, but like it's not, it's not cheap. You know, like mm-hmm. everything adds up. And it just got to the point where I was just like, yo, so one of the many things that people are saying they need to like help succeed is affordable space. Yep. So we ended up opening the studio. Henry's actually donated some equipment to us as well as Fujifilm. Nice. And a couple other places. And yeah, now that I don't have a studio, trying to like book studio space for myself has been absolute hell. Cause I'm just like, whoa, like prices are way up mm-hmm. from like pre COVID, you know, right. like before the pandemic, I could like book a studio for like $40 an hour. And like, you look now and like a lot of studios are charging like 60, $75 per hour, 100. minimum three hour booking. Yeah. Oh, you want to use the equipment? That's an extra, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, hundred dollars, by the way, you need to pay a security deposit. And it's just like, yep. first of all, <clears throat> I'm a creative, man. I'm pre-rich. Y'all think I got this kind of money? What? <laughs> Excuse me? No. You want all this money up front? Like, hello. And then, like, if you're shooting film, you have to take into account of, like, oh, film, developing, scanning, all of that also adds up. So, like, just very, very difficult. And, like, I can acknowledge that as a photographer. And that was one of the things I really wanted to help with in terms with uh, launching exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and in like, and then like, what motivated you specifically? Like, it was that you had gone through a lot of experiences that you just didn't want people, other people, to go through, oh, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, just aside from like financial costs, there's been like times where, like, obviously pre-COVID, where like I would rent a studio and like there wouldn't be anyone on set to like help me with like their equipment or like how to operate their equipment and stuff like that. Right. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out stuff that you have no idea how many other people have messed with. You're like, there's a part missing. This is like, doesn't fit here. Yeah. Or like, you know, like in general, like lighting equipment is usually different in studios and you're just like, oh, how do I work this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man. 
<laughs> we've experienced that where we're like I'm trying to do a shoot just for like to have just to have like stuff to post on social media so that we could do the thing mm-hmm. to make ourselves visible to make ourselves consistent and like finding studio space in the city is it's like a fucking rat race is that is it the same thing in in the in terms of like photography studios that it's during the pandemic a bunch of stuff closed so now there's yes. less and then yes. that's why there's okay so like obviously the province like dropped the ball when they were doing like their closures and whatnot yes. so like the i believe it was the second lockdown it wasn't very clear if photography studios were even allowed to operate mm-hmm. and then yes. i think yeah <laughs> i think maybe a month after they were just like oh surprise like if you're doing like commercial shoots that's totally allowed however yeah. you have to limit the amount of people you have on set and stuff right. like that yeah. yeah so they were just like never clear which just led everybody into this ball of confusion Yes. And, like, so many studios were just like, oh, like, we're actually closed, but maybe we'll open soon. Or, like, yeah, if they yeah, were yeah. open, it's like, oh, you can have three people on set. And it's just like, what the hell? What do you mean three people? Also, it has mean. to be commercial. Like, what is, how do also, yeah, and do you- then you have a bunch of people who are just like, what the hell is commercial <laughs> photography? Like, what do you mean? And it's just yeah. like, if you're shooting for a business or anything of the sort, then, like, you're Gucci. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But if you technically, if you say, like, it's for my business, I myself am a business as a creative, then it would also be commercial, right? Yeah, like, if you have a business yeah. license, yeah. then, yeah, that's totally loophole. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was not clear at all for people. No. No, I think we did go through that as well. We did, yeah. yeah. And I was like, we, well, we don't have a business license, but I was like, we are a company that is producing a product on a regular basis. I think that's commercial. And we got a photographer to shoot for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, everyone was just also like mad about it. I remember they're like, they're letting all these TV and film sets run, and like everybody else is just oh yeah, there's hundreds of people on set. Yeah, but it's just like I don't think people realize that like for like TV and film, it's like that brings in money, and that's why they're just like, you know what? Like, yeah, you guys can keep doing your thing. Everyone else, absolutely not. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It was totally a money game for sure. It's like a billion dollar industry here in Toronto a year. Like, yeah, but what's interesting about that is like now, okay, we've been told like at that point, which I was struggling, which was we were told we were essential to being told we are not essential pe- essential workers. And now we're being leveled also like by our like level in terms of creative. So like, oh, you're essentially a creative if you're over here, but if you're over here, then you're also not a creative because you're not allowed to work. So it like broke us into these all these like groups of essential, non-essential, importance versus non-importance in the industry. By how right? much money you make. Yeah. Or how much money you bring in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Which is just like classist as fuck. 100%. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it's a great thing to live through. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it though? What is our lives right now, guys? Like, what's happening? What is happening? Yeah. I just take it day by day. You take it day by day. That's all I do. That's all I can do. I wake up. I'm like, how do I feel? Okay. <laughs> okay. This is I like, like that because my days are just like super blurred together, and like it's always really awkward. And like, especially at my day job, when people were just like, "Oh, how was your weekend?" I'm just like, I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. Yeah. What is a weekend? What's a weekend? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. What is time? I was, I'm not real. All yesterday, I thought it was Thursday. Like, literally all yesterday. Oh, my God. Today's Thursday. Yes. See what I... I never... <laughs> know. Also, because I'm not in an institution where it's like I do something Monday to Friday, it's also yeah. harder for me to keep track of days. Yep. See, I didn't even know today was... Th- I thought it was, like, Friday or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I go by, like, what days that I, like, have things. I'm like, okay, on Wednesday, I have this. That's it. 
three, like I go like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I just count all my fingers. <laughs> Can't do the mental math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's the physicality of it. Yes, totally. Sometimes you need. What you need is a dancer. Physicality. Yes, the <laughs> physicality of it all. <laughs> Can I say we shot on film? I I did a, a film shoot as a dancer, um, and it was so fucking challenging because it was. I had happened to shoot like a few different things that month for dance or for like, I think I shot something for Sammy, like for in soft focus then too, like within that same time. And I went from like shooting on digital to shooting for film as like a mover. And it was so fucking hard because now it's not just like click, 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 click. It's like, okay, hold. And you're like, oh, you're and sometimes it's like a mover. You're like this. Is this, I guess this is where I'm holding? Like at what oh point does, does this look uncomfortable? Like, it was such a different, it was so hard. It was so hard. Like I can't even imagine directing like a, a model or like a, anybody that you shoot. Like how do you direct people for film? Um, honestly, directing people is pretty, like it's pretty easy. Be like, oh. yeah, don't move. <laughs> don't. And like models, like for the most part, like, especially people who have been modeling for a bit, like they're kind of like aware. Yeah. So it's like, if they hear the click of the camera, they know that they don't have to hold anymore. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, um, for example, a couple months ago, I shot like a family portrait. Yo, trying to photograph kids is hard as hell. Oh my See, God. You can't tell a kid to stay put. For no. For strangers? Were these strangers for kids? strangers with this huge machine in my face? No. Wow. What, is, what are you doing? Absolutely not. Weird. Kids are... You know those kids are also like doing this at you. They're like, who's side this person? You 100%. <laughs> oh my God. One of the kids... <laughs> One of the kids kept, he, oh my goodness, he was so adorable. He kept being like, oh, watch me. And he would do like a little dance move. And I was just like, oh, you're so cute, but I actually need you to hold this pose, please. <laughs> like your mom's over there with the youngest, like your younger sibling and like your younger sibling's not having it. And he's about to scream. Like, I need you to stay still, darling, please. Right. <laughs> Shout out to people who do like family portraits. Cause who? Yeah. Was that your first time doing it? That's a good question. I don't know. That was my first time doing it on film. Right. But I'm pretty sure I've shot families on digital before, which is right. way easier. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you're right. Film is making like such a reemergence that like everybody wants it, but it's so hard to shoot. Like, yeah, like it's definitely one of those things. Some things, sometimes people just don't. It's definitely one of those things where, like, you actually have to know what you're doing. Like, I feel it, and, like, not to, like, shit on, like, digital photography because I also shoot digital, but, like, you can get away with a lot more shooting digital knowing a lot less. Yes. Okay. It's also easier to edit, whereas, like, with film, like, no, like, you have to understand your camera. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you're not going to get whatever shot you think you're going to get. Yeah, totally. but understanding your camera is just like you taking pictures and like spending money, right? To like take more pictures to figure out your camera. <laughs> Isn't that what's happening? I want to say yes and no. Like, okay, like for example, how do I want to this? Like for digital, you can get away with like not completely understanding lighting because you'll yes. take a shot and it'll be like, oh, you know what? That's actually too dark. Let's amp this up. Whereas right. like for In film, Photoshop, like... Yeah. Especially if you don't have, like, a light meter on you. Like, ooh, good luck. <laughs> Yo, yes. Good luck. Right. Like, you actually have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But with digital, you can get away with not knowing as much. Right. 
You just point and shoot. And then you put it in your on your computer and you're like, ah, now I can fix everything. Yeah. 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 Did you start? Did, which one did you start? start I started with, I mean, like, I guess everyone started with film. Remember, we were all kids and we had those little cameras. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember, like, do you guys remember Reptilia, where, like, they would come to schools with, like, all the reptiles? <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, so I worked, I'm a dance teacher, and this past summer, I, like, taught, like, ran all the dance programs for um, part of, like, for the camp. And I got a message from, like, the coordinator being, like, uh, hey, Reptilia is coming to, um, and it was like six in the morning, like Reptilia is coming today. So if the kids want to come do that, they can do that. And I was like, I, um, I never knew what Reptilia was. I'm not from Ontario. I'm from Manitoba. So like, I was like, cool, for sure. Awesome. What's Reptilia? <laughs> like, I thought it was a band. Oh <laughs> my God. I mean, I guess that would be a cool band name. Yeah, thank you. It'd be a super cool, like, skinhead band name. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I didn't know what it was, and then I found out, and she was like, no, it's like, like, reptilia, like, snakes and, like, dragons and stuff. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. Yo, like, when I was in, like, I want to say, what grade was I in? Maybe, like, grade four or Mm -hmm. grade three. They had us all sit in the auditorium, or the gym, rather, actually. And, like, Reptilia would come in, and they would have, like, I remember the snapping turtle, and they had, like, a Komodo dragon, and, like, they had, like, this big-ass snake. And I remember them being like, oh, right, we need some volunteers to help us with the snake. And, like, kids would be, like, amped to, like, yeah. go hold the snake. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, like, taking little <laughs> photos on, like, my mom's, like, little point-and-shoot film camera. Yeah. Aww. I wonder where those photos are now. <laughs> <laughs> so intrigued by it. Right? Like, we're going to dig up a photo album. Right. Your mom probably has them. Probably. I would hope so. (laughs) But yeah, so I guess we all technically start off with film. But um, essentially my backstory is... Okay, let's get into it. My backstory. uh, I actually used to be into sports, played a lot of soccer, did track, Mm. uh, got hit by a car. That's how I became an artist. Um, I was more so into illustration and graphic design. But like when I was in high school, I didn't me like you know when everyone's trying to figure out like what university to go to yes i wanted to go to ryerson 17 making the most important decision of your life and you have no idea what you want yeah (laughs) so like i wanted to go to ryerson for their graphic design program but one of their prerequisites was vectors and in my high school vectors and calculus was the same class i'm horrible at math do not ask me to count anything unless it's money. Because <laughs> my brain does it just it does not compute. I can't. You just saw me try and count the days on my hands. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, that's actually me. Like yeah. I actually wasn't trying to clown you. I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh damn, like what else do I take interest in? And at the time, like I was shooting for like our high school like yearbook committee. So Wow. Yeah, I just did photography. And at that point, I was like, yo, I don't want to spend $30,000 on a piece of paper that says I know how to shoot. Like, I feel like my work should speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So I just never went to school. Nice. Wow. So you just, like, hustled yeah. in the industry. Yeah. And, like, look, did you learn kind of on the job? Or did you just spend a lot of time taking photos of everything? Take photos of everything, watching YouTube videos, reading books. University, University YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we said that again. You guys are very in sync. It's scary. <laughs> we do this, this, we're, we're been friends for 
a long time yeah. and we're also best friends yeah. okay. as long as this isn't like one of those weird horror movies where i'm just like oh my god i'm about to die it's like <laughs> i gotta go right it's toronto get out yeah oh no it doesn't help that you're too white women don't say get out oh god yeah. now it's ancient no i'm so sorry my brain oh, no the tea Oh my god. I also like don't want to skip over the fact that you got hit by a car and it correct changed your life. Oh <laughs> like you just like casually passed by them yeah. and I was like <laughs> Yeah, like it's just that like I've had to reiterate the story like so many times. I'm just okay. yeah, I got hit by a car. It happened. I'm still here though, gang. In you know in school, like in I high school? I was in no, I was younger. I would have oh. been in grade seven. Wow. And I remember the chiropractor being like, oh, like you're going to feel it a lot more when you're 18. You suffer from like muscular and skeletal damage now. And me being a kid, I'm just like, what does this, what does any of this mean? Like, can I wow. just like go to school? Yeah. And I remember being so pissed off because I missed my school's talent show. It's, of course, There's priorities at yeah. that age. You know? Yeah. And just like, no, we need to go to the talent show. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? I have to, like, stay home. Wait, I can't no. perform Backstreet's Bye Bye Bye? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't even performing. I just <laughs> really wanted to, like... Yo, I think someone was supposed to do magic or something. And I was, like, really amped about it. <laughs> Talia was starting. Talia! <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to change my whole brand to Reptilia. I, I hope they don't sue me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, sorry, you got hit by the car. Oh yeah, sorry. I got hit by a car. I flew six feet. I did physiotherapy wow. for, I think, two years. And yeah, I just never really went back into doing sports. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you find that the injuries, like the doctor said, affects you now when you're shooting though? Um. Because you have to be in positions for like a really long time. So yeah, like, but like I was also like mad young and like photography like wasn't a thing. Like right my body's just messed up i'd be going to physio cairo massage like i'd be with all those freelance benefits we all get <laughs> yeah actually oh. my day job i work oh. in a physio clinic oh that's right. awesome so that's great i essentially get free treatments that's right so yeah. that's how you have to do it you have to get a job or it like the perks benefit you <laughs> yo trust me like i feel bad when i have to like cash out creatives and i'm just like hey do you have insurance and they're just like no i'm an artist i'm just like oh, oh. poor thing i understand right yeah right so it doesn't really affect you when you're because you are working on your body so consistently i mean child i'd be in pain my knee hurts right now i'm not even lying <laughs> <laughs> bro like no oh my god i think like a couple months ago a couple months ago maybe last year i don't remember but me and my partner we went to these like waterfalls like in Hamilton and it was like really cute but like everything had like everything was still frozen over like I wasn't like fully thought out yet and I fucking slip and wipe out Ugh. and drop on my back and I kid you not my back was hurting for a week and I was just like oh my god is this age what like what do you mean my back like remember being a kid and like falling and scraping Nothing your hurts. knee and just like getting back up and be like I'm good monkey bar time let's go like, <laughs> right I'm just like damn like I don't like this yeah I like don't no. take my fish oil and I'm like Ugh. am I the tin man like <laughs> <laughs> squeaky joints my joints feel crazy oh no <laughs> any sudden movement you start cracking oh my gosh yeah like I need that like fish pop lock and drop it just yeah Exactly. There's no getting back up after. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Like you don't pop. You don't pop, man. Getting like <laughs> you just lock and drop. There's no lock, popping. You lock and you drop. Yeah, 
That's 100% what happened. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my Pop God. Pop dropping this for the young kid over Yay. there. Do you even know that song? Probably not. Who sang that? Um, Pop lock and drop it. Took that thing up, mommy, let it roll. I don't know. Pop lock and drop it. Pop lock and drop it. Mm. I'll Google it. Do you think um, I feel on like that I topic, should know this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do a transition here that's not going to work. <laughs> well, not since you said it. Yeah. Huey. Huey. Oh, yes. I think he actually passed away recently. I could oh, be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Wait, am I right? I don't know. Where's the Wikipedia? Oh, God. <laughs> this is very vital to the conversation. 2007 <laughs> is when that song came out, in case anybody was wondering. I was oh, in... my God. There's a YouTube dance for kids about it. What about one for the elderly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that the second question is, what happened to Pop, Lock, and Drop It? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he was fatally shot by another man. Oh, gosh. Outside St. Louis. Damn. June 2020. It'd be like that sometimes. I guess. Not that I can relate. I've never been shot at. (laughs) (laughs) That's not an invitation to shoot at me. It is not. Don't. Don't even think about it. No. I won't. Um, I had a couple. I don't know why I didn't ask this when we were talking about exposure to you. Not to bring it up again. Sorry. But I didn't want to know how you funded that whole project. Um, oh, my days. Um, was it, shout out to Twitter. Yeah. Shout out to Twitter. Just did a GoFundMe. We raised 10K in three days. <gasps> Whoa. Awesome. Yeah. So you had a successful GoFundMe page. Yeah. Some people have really unsuccessful ones. Oh, I trust me. The one after that for like myself was very unsuccessful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, I need help with my own projects too. Like I'm all, I'm all for helping the community, but I as well need help. That was very unsuccessful. Right, right. But GoFundMe just like did the got the rent for it, and then you said a few of the Fuji and stuff like donated the the gear. Um, so we raised the 10k in three days, but right before oh. that, I think the second day we were probably at around 7k, and someone from GoFundMe had noticed and sent me an email and was just like, "Oh, hey, like we'd like to uh like connect you with someone from I." think it was global oh wow i don't remember what news person it was i'm so sorry nick but uh, essentially i did like an interview for them right and yeah wow yeah oh that's so awesome i feel like sometimes like how much did they take though like i know isn't it like almost like five percent or something well, they take a nice chunk yeah it's not like, small okay. but you don't think it's that big because it's like one percent here it's like a percent and a half here it's like all broken right. down yeah. but then it like comes out and you're just like all right man yeah some people have like real issues because when they do the gofundme or like seed and spark they take the the organization will take so much and they like are like fuck i should have like tried to yeah. raise more yeah right? a lot of people have realized that now so they'll try to like a lot for more when they're trying to like fundraise yes and it's just like you guys are smart i did not know that mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, what ad did you do for McDonald's? Um, it's, it's a Frosh Week campaign for them. It came out maybe early last month. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. fun. Is that like, as like a, like a creative director and photographer, is that like, I mean, I imagine like McDonald's would be like the pinnacle of like, huzzah. <laughs> like <laughs> the most corporate of the corporate. <laughs> I don't know. Don't you think? Like that or like Nike or something. 
Yeah. I mean, like, big company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But McDonald's but like, is also, like, how much freedom, like, creative freedom did you get from a company so like I that? So I was lucky for that shoot that, um, I'm trying to remember how they worded this in the email. Hmm. Um, for some reason, they didn't have, like, a traditional producer for that. So okay. I was able to do my own casting and location scouting. Oh, sick. And then I just had to pitch it to them and, like, they just had to get it approved by the client. So it was actually really cool to be able to, like work for a company that big and have that much say in a shoot totally so yeah shouts out to mcdonald's wow Wow. and like will they they'll hire you again if they like like the stuff i would hope so like they hired me for like a very i want to say it was like a kind of like a niche thing right like they really wanted the like film photography i did the whole shoot on like a point and shoot camera right amazing and that was the look that they want like in the brief that they said i don't know if i could talk about this I don't see why not. I mean, it's like, out. Yeah. In the yeah. brief that, like, they sent, like, they were just like, oh, like, we really want, like, film photos or, like, even iPhone photos, any medium that you think right. a university or college student would actually use. Got it. So, yeah. Hmm. Cool. That's Man. so... Yeah, when you're working with a big company like that, sometimes you expect them to be very controlling. Like, I... If... I, when you were talking about like clients sending stuff back and being like wanting all thousands of edits, my first thought was that it was gonna be like a big company like that. No, I so I sp- personally find that like bigger companies are like, wait, what's the word I'm looking for? Do I even speak English anymore? Like hands what? off more? Easygoing? Um, more easygoing. Like even when I did my shoot for, I did a shoot for Nike and um oh you did do one for nike yeah oh that's so yeah funny. i actually also, just mentioned it because i love nike <laughs> um, i also did like a uh film photography workshop for them for air max day like a couple years oh, back cool. but yeah i find that like bigger companies are a lot more easygoing than like local ones simply because like they just throw money at you and they're just like okay they also like have probably because they have so many projects on the go they just like need to what's the word i'm looking for delegate they just need to be like, this needs to get done. This needs to get done. This needs to get done. Does it fit what we asked for? Great. Good. Yeah. You know, they don't have time to like. Don't you think that's probably to... what happened to Pepsi? Like delegating projects and not like paying attention. Yeah. Like you think that some, they would learn. Are you talking about the Kindle Jenna thing? Yeah, that's yes, what I'm absolutely. talking about. No, I'm talking about the Pamela Anderson one. Obviously, I'm talking about the Kendall Jenner. <laughs> yes, no. that's exactly what happened, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, delegating and not... Yeah. And having just, like, one person think that it's... Because I'm assuming if you, like, you run into issues, you have to, like, run it up the flagpole of, like, a thousand fucking people, and that takes too much time. And so you just can be like... Eh. You just give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Wow. Or that you're like so unaware you think that's a good oh, idea. They're 100% that unaware. No offense. Like, <laughs> Sorry, you know, Pepsi. We're, like, we need to be real that, like, with bigger companies, like, <clears throat> studies show that, like, there's less people of color, like, in those higher up yes, roles. So obviously course. they don't catch it. It's kind of like, do you guys remember the H&M thing with, like, the little black boy in his yeah. shirt and the coolest monkey in the jungle? And everyone was like, I don't remember that. It was like but... on a billboard, like right at, at Bro. yeah, wow. yeah. And the weekend was like no more because at the at the moment I think the weekend was like working with H and M or something like that or like had doing something. Well, and he was just like absolutely not. This is insane. <laughs> like <laughs> and also that photo had to go by so many people. So many people, <laughs> and that's how you know that like oh like you guys just don't have the people that you need at the top because how did this get out? Right. Wow. 
Yes. That's wild. At every, at people at every level, right? Because I wonder if like that was, someone was on set and was like, that doesn't look good, but didn't say anything. <laughs> or like everybody on set was like, great job. You know, <laughs> like, like, that's literally the amount of people that would have had to like, A, been a part of the pre-planning process, B, um, been a part of wardrobe, C, part of makeup. Who was the stylist? Yes. I'm sure they just had like a bunch of clothes and then a bunch of models. And then the stylist is just like throwing things at people and doing this. Oh, they dropped the ball. Super <laughs> big ball drop. <laughs> Who got fired? Somebody. I hope someone got fired for that. Oh my God. I someone got fired for the Pepsi ad. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that I had to watch Kendall Jenner cry about it on Keeping Up With The Kardashians after. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're just like, what are you crying for? Yeah. Like, you still got paid. You're yeah. fine. No one's mad at you. Oh well, <laughs> I think she had a little backlash. <laughs> no one's mad at her long enough to, for her to, like, there's no actual repercussions for yeah. her. Yeah. Yo, 100%. That family gets away with so much. It's so So true. much. Like, I know people were, like, in an uproar. Was it Kendall? I think it was Kendall that launched that, like, tequila line. I will say that's, like, I find that that whole shenanigans, like, quite sexist because, like, so many, like, white men have also launched tequila companies and no one's been that angry. Casamigos. Like, Casamigos. Yeah. Like, like, there's so many, like, white actors and, like, Kendall Jenner, like, launched one. And, like, yeah, I mean, I get, like, where people are coming from being angry, but, like, it's inherently sexist that we're going to attack like the woman who launched a tequila company and not the hundreds of men before her that did it. You know? Fair. I <laughs> also believe it's mainly because she is like, she's amplified in the media way more than yes, the other totally. simply because of like her family name. Yes. Right. You know, and just say, like, yo, you can get away with a lot less compared to your male white counterparts. Right. Even right. compared to George Clooney though. Yeah, yeah he's, a, you, he's like a silent guy that like moves through the world and like makes a bunch of money. Justin Timberlake also like had a, like a tea, has a tea company. Yeah, but tequila? like, yeah. Dude, like, have you seen like the mob of people that are just like into the Kardashian-Jenner yeah, clan? You know, like, yeah. That show really like made them and like also kind of breaks them in the same sense because they have so many fans and they're in such the public eye. Right. Like everything they do is like under a fucking microscope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I I think like also part of the issue with that Kendall Jenner thing remembering now is that part of the ads were also her like kind of like trying to like take like also dressing and like yeah, yeah. acting. It was like really cultural appropriation. Yeah, yes. exactly. Which is like huge hire people that represent the culture that you are representing. Yeah. Or, yeah. You do yeah. not have to be in your own ads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. Don't, don't. You're doing a bad job at it? Oops. Yeah. Right. History has shown us. Just hire someone. Please, please. Please. Come on, man. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> um, would you, like your goals be to eventually work for bigger companies though? Because they're so, I mean, those jobs are awesome, I bet. Okay, goal-wise. Oh, I'm seeing the cat hair now. Sorry. Damn, didn't see the cat though. I took this Benadryl for no reason. I can go get them. Hell yes. Okay, I will. Sick. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry. <laughs> Before I get sidetracked again. Um. But yeah, working for bigger companies is, it's nice and it's ideal simply because they have bigger budgets. Mm -hmm. I told y'all I'm pretty rich. Mm -hmm. Need the money. However, I don't want to say it's a goal. I feel like my goal is just to be, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Never mind. No, that's definitely a goal. I need the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you still like enjoy your passion, like the passion. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. 
yeah, I just want to be in a space where like I can like create and not have to worry about not having what I need to create what I want. Because, mm. you know, I see with a lot of photographers who are in those spaces who do get the bigger gigs and do all of that jazz. Like, I've noticed one thing about them, like they talk about how much they miss being able to shoot passion projects, but they mm. just don't have the time anymore because wow. they do all these corporate gigs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess it's, it's interesting, you know, like you actually don't realize what you have until it's gone. The grass yeah. is always greener, too. Yeah. I literally almost said that, too, the second time today. <laughs> scary, guys. It's very scary. <laughs> if I don't make it home, we know what happened. <laughs> yeah. This interview never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah, the grass is always greener. I, like, wonder also, like, for those people that are like, oh, I just don't have the time or to, like, shoot that kind of stuff where their priorities are like are they just like shooting and shooting and shooting and constantly picking up gigs as like a scarcity mentality i think it's because like for them like they're tied to agencies oh yes interesting so right 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 totally yeah that's the i mean good part but also the bad part about having an agent is that you're working a lot but you're working a lot you know Mm -hmm. yeah you like aren't really like you don't really own your facility anymore like the agent kind of like owns your you know Mm. see I can't relate because I wear all the hats yeah I wear all the hats Same. it gets really tiring yeah you know like you're just like oh I have to be my own PR my own manager mm-hmm. I do all of this and it's just like yo like can I just have someone to do all that stuff for me so I can like create but then mm. you look at that you're just like oh you do have someone who does all that stuff for you but you don't yes. have like if you don't have the ability to create what you want to create when you want to create it mm-hmm. right and I wonder how, like, those people, like, how they feel about saying no to agents. Can you say no? I don't know. I've See, never had like, an agent. I've, I've, I've never been in these spaces, so, like, I don't know. Like, does your agent just devour a piece of your soul if you tell them, no? like, what happens? A tiny piece of your soul becomes a horcrux, and then they also take 10%. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sounds scary. You can say no. You can say no, but it, like, looks bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you can say no, but, like, who wants to, like, look bad in a professional setting? You don't want that, especially if you, like, just got an agent or you're just trying to, like, get to that next, like, career rung, climb that ladder. Like, we all reach, like, parts where it's just like, oh, like, I have to say yes to all these things until I have the ability to say no. Right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Not there yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On that note... (laughs) Um, is being an artist fucking killing you? I'll be killing myself. Oh my God, <laughs> bro. <laughs> um, I definitely have like a lot of like mental health issues myself that like don't really, doesn't really help. It does not help. Mm. You know, like, yeah, we all have like off days, but damn, some of us be having an off life. Like, you know, I, I need a break sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, how do you get a break from your own self? You know, like, like my career definitely contributes to some of my mental health issues in a sense where I'm constantly worried that I'm not doing enough mm-hmm. or like I'm not where I need to be. And like, I just always have to remind myself like, yo, just trust in the process. 
take a step back, like just breathe. But like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I'd be crying myself to sleep sometimes. I sound like a big baby, but I'd just be like, I love the superstar photographer I want to be. And it's just, oh my God. Right. Does that like manifest in anxiety for you? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm a very anxious individual and it sucks because a lot of people who don't know me, they think that my anxiety is just me purposely being like standoffish no. and like just being like a complete bitch and like, you know, like being a femme person. It's like, oh man, like being femme presenting and being black makes it worse because people will assume that you're going to be a bitch anyways especially when you're assertive and you know when to put your foot down and you're just like yeah mm. yo i don't want to do that that's not gonna fly da, 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 whatever gets it just gets taken the wrong way but like i also have to remind myself that like that's just other people projecting onto me mm -hmm. and that's all my that sounds like a personal problem that's not my problem yeah mm -hmm. but yeah my anxiety has definitely caused a lot of people to think i'm one way and then it's always weird when people get to know me and they're just like you know what at first, I actually didn't like you, but like you're kind of cool now. And I'm I, just like that statement in itself is so problematic. Like, yo, I, I fucking yeah. don't tell me that you hated me when we first met. Like, just make me feel better that we're friends now. It actually makes me feel like I get to like earn something yeah. in this relationship, which you <laughs> weren't giving back to me. I don't know. It seems really one-sided. It's a very weird. It's a backhanded like, compliment. What? Like, is that even a compliment? Though? No, like, no, no, it's not. No, it's you not. Know? It's just like. Oh, like whenever people tell me that, it's just like, okay, like I under, like I'm very hyper aware of like myself and like how others perceive me. But at the same time, just like, what do I do with this information? Yeah. Like that comment is like the manipulative boyfriend of like ooh, yeah. friendship. That's what that is. You Word. know, like who's like, yeah, you're like pretty, I guess you're kind of pretty for like a tall person. Like that's like what that is. It's just like weird. It's like a manipulative backhanded slap, yeah. you know? There. Yeah. yeah. Mm -mm. Which is, I'm, I'm just making noises. Not into barking yet. <laughs> You're not gonna bark again. Yeah. No. That was also like not a bark, like bark like a dog. That was like a wolf. This is like heavy. That's intense. <laughs> oh, that's. Oh. Did you I really did you get thought that? you were barking? No. I was just like, oh, that's like really cute and quirky. I dig that. <laughs> she has pink hair. She's short. She's cute and quirky. Are you short? I'm a five one. I'm five one. Wait, stand up. Are you short? I'm gonna come over here and be like. There you go. I'm working. You're you're a good size human. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. There you go. Constantly dealing with you're so small all the time. I did not think that. No. Oh, thank you. Because her personality is so big. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a backhanded compliment if I've yeah. ever heard one. <laughs> that's, I would love to be told. You tell me I have a big personality all the time. Yeah. Look how loud you are. Oh. <laughs> And I oop. Yeah. On that note. Great. I mean, there goes the mic. Yeah. She's down it out. We All right. This is the part where we start rapping. Yeah. I will not. <laughs> thank you. Um, on that note, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. And everything and talking. If people wanted to find you, where would they find you? Carrier pigeon. <laughs> The only way. That's yeah. the only way. Yeah. Don't, don't look for me online. Don't do it. Just, just send me a carry. Just yo, I get so okay. So <laughs> send the pigeon into the wild no. and it will find me. It'll find me. <laughs> Manifest it. Someone has pointed out that like I am very different on my platforms. Like I'm very different on Instagram than I am on Twitter, which makes sense because like 
what do you do on Instagram? You like post photos, whereas yeah. like tweets, like you can read my thoughts. And every time someone's like, hey, is your Twitter last name Lauren? Which is like, nope, that's not me. <laughs> but if they're like, oh, is your Instagram last name Lauren? I'm just like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so don't look me up on Twitter. Don't do it. <laughs> Unless you're ready for some chaos and like, sure, why not? <laughs> but yeah, if you're really trying to find me, those are my handles. I do prefer carrier pigeon. Yeah, that's. I mean, that makes sense. Do a bat signal. I don't know. (laughs) Just over the lake. How do people find people now? Like, I don't... Creeping, I think, mostly. Mostly creeping. I would think But, like, is creeping even a thing anymore? Like, does any... Like, I don't leave my house. No, I meant, like... like, No, but I feel like people do that to, like, find out where people are going to be. Oh, that's called stalking. And that's, like, harassment. Oh, 100%. (laughs) But, like, I mean, like, some people, like... I've definitely, like, pre-COVID posted that I would be at, like, a certain event and someone would show up to said certain event. Like, oh, yeah. Just to see you? Yeah. I've Mm. also had a stalker before, so. Mm. Hmm. Was this individual that showed up to a certain event a man and had had the audacity to, like, step over boundaries? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Very terrifying. That's why I try to be more aware of like what I post on socials because like, yo, having a stalker is not it. And it's actually very terrifying. And I now carry mace just in case. Yeah. Ooh, that rhymes. Nice. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful because like your socials will just like show, check you in places sometimes if you don't have it turned off, which is like an issue. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you go onto your socials and be like, turn that shit off Mm because it can be... It's wild. It's wild. I have never had a stalker and I not want one and I never wish that upon anybody. Yo, it's very scary. Yeah. It's very scary because at first, like, you're just like, oh, like, this this is lighthearted. Like, this person just, like, you know, like, they're interested in what I do. Okay, cool. And then at some point, you're just like, hey, this is not okay. Yep. This is not okay. You are coming to where you know I'm going to be and you try to cling to me mm-hmm. or, like, just be, like, close in proximity. This is very strange. Yeah. Everyone get some dog spray or bear mace, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And please send carrier pigeons to everybody. <laughs> nobody, nobody DM me anymore. Don't DM me. I'm honestly the worst at DMs. <laughs> I'm like, if you need to reach me via email, it's probably the manifestation best way. or <laughs> manifestation or carrier pigeon. Yeah. Sometimes email if it's if, a serious thing. If, if I'm, it's if it's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> also, like I just get like so much anxiety from socials. Yeah. So yeah, carry your pigeons away. Cool. Yeah. I awesome. like that. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Nice having you. Thanks for coming over. Um, if you like what you heard, if you had questions, if you had anything you wanted to say, um, hit us up, Instagram, Facebook, hit us up on our socials. Um, we'll have someone respond to you. (laughs) Um, some part of the gal pal team will respond to you. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Bye.